Man, oh man, what a first round tonight. Juan Soto just took his little break. Nine home runs so far. We're very close to seeing Shohei Otani. But a couple things early stand out. Trey Mancini, a bomb first ratch with 24 home runs. Pete Alonso just destroyed lives with 35. Um, Joey Gallo, a failure. Matt Olsen did okay. So for Juan Soto's looking alright. But if the rest of this home run derby goes as the first round goes, I think we're in for an exciting rest of the night. Oh man, I I, I can't wait, man. I mean, CP Alonso hit those dingers. Um, I'm really looking for this particular matchup right now between Otane and um, Soto. It's going to be very interesting. So, this is my favorite out of all the little events from each of the each of the major sports. I love the home run derby. Nice, and we're in the middle now. We're about to have a guest, Mr. Caleb Farkas. He's sports broadcaster. He's done some stuff for, you know, our boys at out the game, Vic Evans and Stephen Turner. So we're gonna talk some football, baseball, a little NBA basketball. And some massive home runs. I can't wait for that. That sounds like a good time. Absolutely. Please welcome Mr. Caleb Farkas. And so far this home run derby has been everything that so far that we wanted. With the exception of, you know, Joe Yellow. Um, and we are about to see the show, Shohei Otani, in a couple minutes. Juan Soto is in his bonus time, so after Shohei is when we'll talk about Stephen A. Smith. Um, Caleb had the deepest ball of the night, 519, and he also had... Gallo with the longest, and he has Pete winning it, and you have a good chance with Pete, um, just, just because of everything he went through, I, I'm rooting for Trey Mancini, I don't think he will win, but I, I would love him to win, uh, and I think the deepest ball, 522, James, what's your longest, and who do you want to win? Uh, I think my longest was 494, and I wanted—I originally wanted Otani even before the controversy because Otani is a star in the show, and I'm still standing by it. Although Mancini would be a second choice if Otani don't win it, because I do, do love the story, but I don't think—I don't think that's gonna happen. But yes, that's what I had. Alright, so Caleb, after what you've seen so far, what have you thought from the home run derby? Yeah, well, thanks for having me, guys. And it's, it's been a ton of fun to watch. It's it's one of those events I make sure I catch every year. And I'm not even necessarily a baseball guy. I'm kind of football, you know, first and then basketball and then probably baseball third behind that. But 
but these they they do such a good job with this home run derby and it's it's so exciting with the way they do it now with the clock and the bonuses and all those sorts of things um but i agree with what you guys are saying i love the mancini story is, is by far the coolest so you know it would be amazing to see him pull it off but otherwise i would love to see shohei and, I, and i'm with you james even before the comments that were made today but after those comments it makes me want to see it even more um, but Soto, he did a nice job. I mean, he's, he's not going to—it's not going to be automatic for him. He's got—he's got some work cut out for him here. Oh, absolutely! Like you know, like especially like Soto. I mean, you, you have some of the brightest stars, man. Um, and before I get to the Stephen A. Smith controversy in the moment, Steve, like, Stephen A. Controversy will be after Otani. At, yeah, at, I I know, but that would be later. But I want to address. Look at the stars that baseball has. Look at Otani. Look at look at Soto. Look at Tatis Jr. Like there's a this is a star-studded home run there, and baseball's having a real trouble growing the sport. But do you think after after the stars that have shown up, even though it's not all the stars, but a good amount of stars? Could this be the thing that can help baseball get some of the younger viewers back? Because this home run derby has been fantastic so far. Oh, for sure. And, yeah, I think, you know, we'll get to the Otani stuff a little bit more, you know, in more detail after this. But I think he's one of the biggest reasons because he can be a global star and reach the game, you know, all across Asia, really, in uh, different ways that no one else really can and no one else really ever has. I think I saw a thing online that said people were crying, waiting outside the bus for him, almost like he was a member of the Beatles or something, you know? Um, so it's exciting, and, and here he goes. Yeah, um, his last home run in BP, he actually had 510. They just showed him performing in a home run derby in 2016 in Japan. Even Ken Griffey Jr., who won three of these, the kid himself is taking pictures, and... You know, his, his translator is the catcher, and, and I think that's great. And you know what? If he obviously got to hit 22, so I think in these three minutes, he has to aim for at least 16 to really benefit. And I'm even looking forward to tomorrow night. You know, him in, in, in the plate. Versus the guy he's upholding on the mound. And then the first batter he faces will be Fernando Tatis Jr. I I think, you know what, Major League Baseball is getting something really special from Shohei. And I tweeted about this earlier. Everyone has to enjoy this more. Because this may be the only one he does. Where he does both, you know. Maybe in future ones he don't do both. So I think this one should be really, really special. Yeah, absolutely. It's just it's something we haven't seen and, and since I don't know when. Uh, and so it's super exciting. He's off to a rough start here, though. Line drive and everything right now. Yeah, it's, it's not the best of starts um, for him. Hopefully he can pick it up, but... But what Shohei Atani has done this season has been incredible, man. Like, he has just been he has just been a rock star. But my question is, can Shohei Otani keep this up, being the Babe Ruth, by being a hitter and a pitcher? Because 
yeah, he's having a great season, but at some point, he's going to have to pick a position and stick to it. I think maybe he's showing that that he can somehow do it. I mean, I've always wondered a little bit why these guys can, you know, hit so well in high school and even college or, um, you know, before they get to the pros and then suddenly they're just absolutely atrocious hitters and I get that they're focusing in on the pitching Ooh, the almost entirely, but, but I think he's showing that, that maybe it, it can be done in this rare situation. Um, he looks like he's finally starting to get it going here. Yeah, he, he was the first one to hit the foul pole. I think he's trying to work with the clock where he's rushing some of his swings. He hasn't took the time out yet, which I think, okay, he's just taking it now. You know, most people take it a little over 130. So at 5 at 120, I don't think he can get into 16. If he gets to 12 in the next 120, then I think Juan Soto is in reach, but he'll have to have... He'll have to do what Joey Callow did in his bonus time. Um, but but other than that, I, when Otani first got signed by the Angels, I, I thought it'd be better for him. Oh, and he's on the phone with somebody. I, uh, I, I thought it'd be better for him just to pick one. Just do one, right? You know, it's better to be really great at one thing than to be okay at two things. And so far, he's been able to make it work after he had Tommy John. Um, and even when he first bursted on the scene, you know, it seemed like he was a better pitcher than hitter. Then it seemed like he was a better hitter than pitcher. But if he's able to make it work and where Joe Madden continues to manage him how he's been... Then you know what? As long as he could do it, I think it's better for the game if he sticks at both. Yeah, I think it's just so fascinating for him to do both, and I think that's part of the reason why why it's so exciting. Um, he really needs to, to almost home run out here to have a legitimate chance. So unfortunately, he may be may be having an early exit, but I'm sure we'll see him again here in, in future years. Yeah, man, and and he he's just so he's such a likable dude, man. I mean, he got the smile, the joy. Like he is very, he is marketable, and he has a chance to be a global star because he got a whole country behind him. And I think that'll help. That'll help baseball because it can, can can we as guys all admit that out of all the. Out of all the all business for all the four major sports, the home run derby is the best out of all of them. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I would agree with that. Just got 16 home runs, and that was the number I originally targeted at. Hit the upper deck twice, and man, is that exciting. Uh, yeah, that was huge. I would, as 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 exciting as the home run derby is, I will still say Saturday night for NBA is number one. Um, but 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 it's like one of those a a plus things to where they're both really good. You know, you know, skills challenging hockey is is, is 
pretty exciting. Um, and, you know, NFL has to do a whole lot better. I, I don't think their skills challenge is, is that impressive. But, you know, I, I think Otani wins right here. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to say he hits 25 home runs. What, what, what about you guys? I think he's going to do it. Maybe 23. Is that what I'm going to go with? I'm going to I'm, I'm 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 be that guy. I think Otani's going to fall short. Of course. Of course. Like, like 21. <laughs> Okay, 19. Okay, that's his 20. I gotta be that guy. I have to be that guy. Because he came up. I like that guy. Oh. 21. He's gonna fall short. He needs to fall short so I can be right. James is too happy about this. Oh, they actually got. But now we're going to have to go into like a home run Yeah. 22 tied. One Soto. And, you know, it does help Otani that Soto gets to go again first. But he is gassed out to where even if he beats Juan Soto, I don't think he's going to go that much further. But what a show from Shohei Otani. Honestly, didn't expect less. O other than Hack Jamesington. What? It was impressive what he did, especially because he struggled so much at first. I don't think he hit his first home run for the first almost 40 seconds. So he hit 22 in the last, you know, uh, 220 plus the bonus minute, so 320. But that, that was what was so impressive about it was it looked like that first, the pressure kind of got to him, uh, and he was a little shook, and then, and then he, he rallied back there. So how it works is three minutes time back the first two rounds. Bonus time, time breaker is one minute at back, no clock stop. If it's still head, swing off of three, three swings per batter. So Alright, so in one minute, I think you gotta hit a home run every six seconds. And and that's hoping the ball maybe one minute, you know, one home run every eight seconds. And you could probably max that out eleven. You know. Um and also too, of course, you know, he he had to be this guy because that's who he that's who he he is on Twitter. But Darren Ravel talk kind of shade at Trey Mancini saying yeah, I and, and, and yeah. I I thought this too a little bit cause cause I originally told James in text one home run less um so so I kind of get what Ravel's doing but it makes you a bad guy doing this look at Trey Mancini's story how can you not root for it and, and then of course you have with Joey Gallo Joey Gallo was kind of in the same boat so I mean but, but but you know what? If that's what they did, I'm all for letting Mancini get that W. Yeah, and I thought they counted. I forgot who else's it was, but someone else had a one that looked late to me, and they counted it as well. And so then I was like, well, that almost looked the same as Mancini's anyways. Yeah, um, it's just it's just really impressive. So so far, one home run for Juan Soto. 
he's at a less of a pace than Madden, so this is better for Shohei. It just depends how much. So let's say Juan Soto hits 25. I think Shohei probably can hit 28. Um, and I think I think it goes by home runs totals from this one. So Shohei might have to ramp it back early for round two, which wouldn't be good for him. Okay, 26. And 27. Ooh, 28. Uh, I don't know. That might be a little harder now. So what were they doing? They're going three one-minute rounds? No, so this is it now. One minute. If he beats him after one minute, it's over? Yeah. And then, and then, okay. and then if Shohei gets 28, then it's three swings. So I don't think we'll have to worry about that. That did happen in 2019, though. I think between Alonzo and Vladdy. Um, and, of course, most people will say that Vladdy won the night and Alonzo ultimately won the derby. Oh, and now I just figured out why James has not been talking. He must have lost service. So I'll figure okay. out when... <laughs> I, w- I was wondering why I was so quiet, so I'll figure when to get him yeah, back yeah, up here. Okay. But, uh, you know what? So far, it's been super impressive. And this is why baseball is great, man. You know? No, this has been a lot of fun. And for what's going to be interesting to me is Soto had almost five minutes off because each show I went for four minutes and there's a little bit of break in between. But, but now... Um, you know, he's going to have to get back up there with only about two minutes off, and he does look a little tired. He looks like he's trying to buy as much time as he can. Uh, but I do think he can hit six here, and that would that would at least tie him up for the swing-off. So before, Although he did struggle in the first round. You know, he didn't hit that first one for 40 seconds. It took him a while to get the rhythm. If it takes him that long this time, it's over. Oh, absolutely. So before we get James back, we're just going to watch this here. So still at 22, that should be 23, that should be 24, okay, good pace, that should be 25, alright, good pace, that might be 26, ooh, just missed 26, that one should be 26, okay, good pace, that one should be 27, good pace, that one should be 28, okay, he got him, he did it. Oh no! One more. He's got it. Okay, two more He's pitches. Two more pitches. More. That. Oh, that's it. That's it. Oh no! Oh, oh he, another tie! Oh my God! One more pitch! Oh my God! Wait, wait. I don't know if you got the last one in or not. Okay, I think that's twenty-nine. I think. I think that's twenty-nine. Oh my God! I can't believe. Is it gonna be a swing off? Oh my. God, swing off. Wow. Okay, let's pause this quick. Good, good luck against uh, Alonzo after all this, too, for whoever See wins. Griffey. <laughs> Alright, let's pause this back. Get James back. We are indeed having a swing off. 28 and 28. What an impressive show so far. And hey, why not? You know, so Juan Soto back in the box again. I think 31 will be the number. 
So th three swings. You obviously want to get your best pitch. Let's see what happens. So that was one swing. Twenty nine. Twenty nine. How many swings? He gets three. Three swings. So the most you can get is thirty one. That's huge. Like they hit one right there already. Yeah, so one off of two pitches. You you obviously got to get the one right down the middle. That that's what you need. Okay, that should be thirty. Three for three, but he went two for three already. So two for two, two for two. So one more. The most you can get is thirty-one. So Shohei might lose this one, and that would suck. Yeah, well, it was it was fun while it lasted, though. Of course, because the guy who said he would fail, you hack. Listen, I was rooting for him. Whoa, whoa. Oh, Kevin Long. Uh-oh. Moisture on the ball. Slide attack. All right, that was obviously on purpose, you know. <laughs> that was hilarious. I don't think I've ever seen anybody get thrown behind. <laughs> Never. <laughs> but, hey, 2021, right? Yeah. Uh, I love the home run derby so much. This, this, this is fantastic. Alright, 31 over the trees, and that will most likely be Shohei Otani, but let's see what he can do. I truly wish the All-Star game was in Atlanta, but it's still funny the one. And Caleb, isn't it great to have full-capacity stadiums? Oh, for sure, yeah. It's, it's been so much fun, and to have it be in Colorado, I mean, at least... It's probably helping get some of these balls out, which is making things a little more exciting. Um, but yeah, to have the crowds back, it's just been so much fun. Um, it's really changed things, and even watching a bit of soccer this weekend to get, you know, the Copa had really no fans versus the Euros, which had fans, and it was just such a uh, alarming difference. Um, so it's been a lot of fun to have them back. Yeah, I mean, big shout out to Italy, man. They beat they beat England. So, yeah, that was, that was a fun game. That was a fun game. Um, England, England and USA got in common, man. They both, they, they both beat England and USA both defeat England in July. So, it's a great competition to be. It's a great competition to be. Otani stands in. Gotta go three for three. And I don't know what they would do if, if Otani gets 31. But. <laughs> Hopefully, we probably won't have to worry about that, but... And there it is. It's it. So, congratulations, Juan Soto. First round in the books. So, it takes... It takes about an hour and 22 minutes to finish first round. So, normally most, most of them go past 11 anyway, but this one should go... Way past 11.30. And they got the celebrity softball game scheduled for 10. That's not happening at 10. Um, so now we're going to end this little bit of joy for now. Come back to the joy. And unfortunately, Stephen A. Smith just didn't want this whole podcast to be about good things. He, you know, chose VP shit. And Jeff Passan, who's a big baseball analyst. He's going to be on first take tomorrow. He tweeted that. He tweeted that five hours ago. He said he has a lot to say. So that's going to be interesting. 10 o'clock ESPN tomorrow. 10, 10 a.m. So 
there 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 was two clips flo floating around. One the one the main clip twenty one seconds of for twenty seconds to that Stephen A talking shit about Shohei Otani, and then there was a fifty two second clip for floating around. Then many hours later, after everyone on social media killed. Um, one of you guys got to mute your TV. It's coming off the background. Um, there was about a minute and, like, 50-second video that Stephen A. put to try to say what he meant, you know, what he wanted to say, didn't come off of it. And then about two and a half hours ago, he now put up an apology. And he must have talked to ESPN, he must have talked to his team, and... This is what he said. Let me apologize right now as I'm watching things unfold. Let me say that I never intended to offend any community, particularly the Asian community, and especially Shohei Otani himself. As an African American keenly aware of the damage stereotyping has done to many in this country, it should have elevated my sensitivity activities more. Based on my words, I failed in that regard, and it's on me, and me alone. Otani is one of the brightest stars in all of sports. He is making a difference as it pertains to inclusiveness and leadership. I should have embraced that in my comments and said I screwed up. In this day and age, with all the violence being perpetrated against Asian community, my comments, a bit unintentional, were clearly insensitive and regrettable. There is simply no other way to put it. I'm sincerely sorry for any angst I've caused with my comments on first take this morning. Again, I'm sorry, and I'll happily reiterate those words more extensively tomorrow morning as well. Now, ESPN has obviously been in the hot water with Rachel Nichols over the past week, couple weeks. Stephen A. Smith, if not, if he's not the highest paid worker at ESPN, he got to be in the top five, probably top three. So he's probably trying to do all this, hoping he don't get suspended, right? He's obviously, you know, this is obviously also during the NBA Finals. So you know, some 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 people have been saying, oh, you know, Rachel Nichols was removed. So if Stephen A. Smith is removed, it's kind of picking and choosing. But I doubt he'll be removed. But he has to get some kind of suspension because he has five point something million followers. When you say something like that, like 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 if he tweets one thing, he he probably gets a million interactions within a half hour. So by him being on the ESPN property first take, a lot of viewers you can't say stuff like that. So first, we'll start with James, African American. You have a lot to say on this, and then we'll go to Caleb. As you know, as African American myself, I am extremely disappointed now. As I look through, as I read through his what he meant to say, I understand from a perspective of like I'm an old Tommy, but at the same time too though, it's insensitive and it's rude. And he can, old Tommy can speak English. He just she just feels comfortable with an interpreter. Like, Stephen A. Smith, that was probably the most offensive comment, and especially coming to yourself as a black person, when, you, when, you're, when you're very quick to point out the injustices involving our own community, but then you turn around and you say something about an Asian community, that's really wrong. And especially when you have Pablo Torre and Mina Kimes, who work for ESPN, 
that's very insensitive. Yeah, they are Asian, they are Asian Americans that work in your company. That's very insensitive. So you're very quick to point out when and when racial things are happening in, in our community. But then you go out and say this stuff in other communities. That's very insensitive. It makes us look bad. And and, and I'm not saying Steve makes it the race. And you know that that'll be that'll be too easy. But to say things like that, that, that was a very insensitive racial comment of what you said. And he did apologize, but he should have apologized immediately as soon as he, as soon as he said what he said. He should have apologized immediately. It should not have to take the internet to force him to apologize or the bosses at hand to come make an apology. Now, he's likely not going to get taken off the NBA Finals coverage because Stephen Smith actually is the highest paid analyst on E on ESPN making twelve million per year. So Stephen A. Smith is the highest. He ain't going anywhere. He got clout. If anything, they'll they'll, they'll slap him a fine, they'll say he's sorry, and then they'll keep it moving. But it was highly insensitive what what Stephen A. Smith did. Uh, yeah, I think James made a ton of great points and really I agree with, with entirely kind of everything he said. Um to just piggyback on that a little bit, I think what Rachel Nichols did was a bit different, and it was directly intentional. And she basically said, you know, Maria Taylor got this job because she's black, not because she's qualified, um, and said it about one of her own coworkers. You know, and I, I think that was probably worse um, and a little more direct and intentful. I do think what Stephen A. did could be maybe seen as not necessarily directly intentful but but yeah it was it was horrible to say and with everything that's going on in this country right now you know um blacks and asian americans both in particular are really the the biggest targets of, of everything wrong that's going on and so the last thing you want to see is those two sides attack each other um you know obviously we need them to, to stand up and and support each other if anything um because they're already getting the hate and, and the discrimination from all other directions um i, I think he he has that mic in front of him and he i think he just had a hot mic moment um but i agree he should have apologized much sooner and that's what kind of makes me wonder what what his real intentions were and why he didn't apologize a little bit quicker um that's what i would have liked to see but i agree i don't think he's probably going to go anywhere i think he'll 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 face a fine and, and make that a, a formal apology and talk about it a little further and they'll probably try to sweep it under the rug from there um going into the second round we have pete alonzo trey Mancini, trevor story the hometown kid and juan soto um with 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 finishing off with Stephen A. Smith's stuff because you know we want to focus on more good things here. I also think it'd probably be in his best interest to make a good sizable donation to you know the Asian community or a good charity, you know you know whatever that would benefit that, and he he did it in his minute plus video earlier too. And, of course, he did it in his, you know, apology. He, he, he mentions the black community. I don't get why that had to be mentioned. Everyone knows you're black. No one, no one will ever mistake that you're not. But why did you have to make it about that? Why couldn't you just involve your dumbass statement and your words you know, he, 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 he tried to pull a little pity card. No one should feel pity for you. You're stupid. 
you know, not not even a hot mic situation. You knew you were mic'd. You knew you were on TV. You know, when you're talking to Max and Molly, it's on TV. So, these whack apologies, they're all the same. They're all PR-driven. It's all to save face. And it's shameful that he won't get a serious punishment. He won't. And, and until serious punishments happen... People will keep doing wrong, and maybe he'll never say something that stupid again, and that'd be great. But if he does, he'll be able to say, guess what? I'm Stephen A. Smith. I I can say something like this, and you know what? I won't get fired. I won't get suspended. I'll still be able to get paid millions and millions of dollars to cover basketball. And Trevor Story, so far, four home runs. In second round, going up against Trey Mancini. So, out of the four that's left, who do you guys think will advance to the finals? I'm going to say... I'm going to go with Pete. I'm going to say Pete. I'm going to say Pete versus... Um, Only because I want to see Mancini in the finals. Caleb? Yeah, and I, I like Pete for sure. Uh, that was my, my pick ahead of time. And I just this, I think this whole event just suits him so well. He seems really dialed in. He's had a lot of rest. Soto had to go a, a bit extra, so I really like his chances in the semifinal. Um, and, and I like his, his the way he would stack up in the final, too. We have a little bit of an unfair head start with Story struggling a little bit. And so I'll go with Mancini and, and the feel-good story to reach the final. And then uh, Alonzo to knock him off there to, to repeat. Abs- absolutely. Trey Mancini get, beat that story. Great story. Beating Trevor Story. That's that, that's even more phenomenal right there, right? You know, Juan, Juan Soto just had to gas himself. So I, I don't think he's going to beat Pete Alonzo. And you know what? Just go for the all-big win of the night. Trey Mancini beat the polar bear. Knock off the defending champ. This way we have to see Trey Mancini in Los Angeles next year. I think that would be awesome. And I don't think it's out of the question because Alonzo took a lot of, I mean, he is getting a lot of rest, but he did hit like 35 homers or whatever it was. He'll probably have a big semifinal. He might run out of gas too, so... Um, I also want to say, um, you know, with, you know, with, with, with this home run derby, like, this is probably, what makes it so much fun is that it's the home runs, it's the crowd excitement, this is what makes, this is what makes this really special, and, you know, again, like, this is, this is really cool, and, and to quickly make a quick comment on the Stephen A. Smith stuff, the only reason why Stephen A. Smith mentions that he's black, is because he like because he wants to point out that like I'm the one that's made that's talking about like I said about the whole like black and disenfranchised communities and how the black community is. And that's why he always always mentions the African American. I know what it's like racial discrimination, blah blah blah. That's why I mention it, which is wrong because like we're not talking about the African American community. We're talking about your comment against the Asian community, which is also wrong. And like you said, Caleb, the two most targeted communities are the African-American community and the Asian We shouldn't be at each other's throats at all. 
and I I was just brought to my attention from a tweet I tweeted six hours ago. So so it's it's under Jack Harris that it's his thread. So he says Otani acknowledged he's probably going to be exhausted from the home run derby going into tomorrow's game. But he added, a lot of people want to watch it, so I want to make them happy. I tweeted, the best thing for him, honestly, will be a first-round exit. Hit enough to put on a show, then enjoy the rest of the night and rest. Because if he ends up getting to the final round, win or lose, and have to take a total of 50 to 75 swings, it isn't ideal. And that's because he does have to start tomorrow. And he'll probably get anywhere from two to three at bats. He'll probably throw up twenty pitches. I can't see them. Okay. Uh, as Trevor Story put up a okay first round, as Trey Mancini should easily, easily mash him. Um, today they put out top ten QBs list going into this season. And Caleb, you put your own. So yours was going from one through ten. And this is this is also, you know, assuming Watson doesn't play and, you know, maybe Carson, Dak and Mayfield, you know, are, are not there. You got Aaron Rodgers at one, Patrick Mahomes at two, Tom Brady at three. Then Justin Herbert at 4, Matt Stafford at 5, Russell Wilson at 6, Josh Allen at 7, Kyler Murray at 8, Joe Burrow at 9, and Lamar Jackson at 10. So, just, so I don't, just so I don't sound crazy, though, this would be my prediction for how, how things will shake out by the end of next year. So I don't think that that's how they currently sit in this exact moment. But I'm saying what I predict by the end of next season. So in this current moment, I realize, you know, Gerald Burrow's not there yet. But I think he'll take those leaps throughout the year. I realize Justin Herbert isn't currently today the fourth best, you know, quarterback in the NFL. But I think we will consider him that by the end of next season, if that makes sense. I, I get you. You're looking at what you think is going to be at the end of this season, not what they are right now. Exactly. And I know everyone has them right now, but I was just doing a little spin on that. So I know it's not, some of that seems a little crazy, but it's kind of my prediction of foresight of how I think this year will play out. I know Matt Stafford, we haven't even seen him play in L.A. yet, but I do think I do really like his fit there. And I like I like what is what he can do probably with a competent coach and team and organization um, because he simply hasn't played for one for his whole entire career yet. So. I'm going to say... Two quick things. Number one, we all know, number one, the best quarterback in this game, Patrick Mahomes. No if, ands, or buts about it. But the second thing that I'm going to say is I truly think Deshaun Watson is going to end up in Miami. And if Deshaun Watson goes to Miami, because Miami has the ammo, they have the draft picks. If he goes to Miami, that's going to be a problem. The AFC is going to be a problem. Deshaun Watson in Miami? Ooh. The AFC just got tougher. Because I truly believe the AFC is a tougher conference than the NFC. Because I truly think that out, that outside the Rams, the Bucks are the class of the NFC. And then 
after that, you know, that's just that. Would you agree? I like Seattle too. Um, but New Orleans, if just I don't know what's going to happen at quarterback, but the rest of that team is so good, and and they played and won a lot of games without Breeze over the last couple of years. Um, so I do like those teams too. But yeah, if Watson somehow landed in Miami and, and is allowed to play this year, um, I agree that that could be a good fit. I don't know if they'll do that with with two of there. Um, I think they would take a stab at it, and I don't think it would take a lot to get him at this point, um, just with everything going on. But I haven't seen recently what they think his chances are of even playing. Um, I think on the last I saw was that they thought he, he might be able to play for this year, and it, it might almost get pushed back for a year. Um, it would be interesting if Miami even took him on with all the controversy and, and brought him in to play. Um, but I do think if he was somehow able to get on the field, that he would he would be in that top ten for sure. Um immediately and by the end of the season if you play throughout the year. Trey Mancini at 13 just got into the finals. He stopped with 28 seconds left. So he would have got the bonus time. So he he probably could have finished with 16 and possibly 20 in the bonus time. So Trey Mancini, have yourself a night in the home run derby finals. Now, Dan Orlovsky also put up a list. Okay? Mahomes at 1, Rodgers at 2, Brady at 3, Deshaun at 4, Josh Allen at 5, Russell Wilson at 6, Lamar Jackson at 7, Matt Stafford at 8, Ryan Tannehill is at 9, Dak Prescott is 10. Then he also has Burrow, Herbert, Kyler, Baker right on the cusp. If healthy and mind right, Carson Wentz is top 10. He has Derek Carr flirting with the list. So, it, it all said and done, Caleb's list isn't crazy. Dan Orlovsky list is super, super crazy. And and my only thing is, I mean, if if if, if people want to put Mahomes one, that's fine. And and sure, Aaron Rodgers may have you know more skill and running the football than Tom Brady. And if you want to put Aaron at two, fine. Brady at three, okay. Matt Stafford at six, I didn't have a problem with. But you know what? Give me Tom Brady over Aaron Rodgers any day. I don't care how much more athletic and gifted skill Aaron Rodgers is. What has this boy done in football games? He's one in four. He's one in four in the title game for four's sake. He hasn't done anything memorable in a in a billion years. People gotta stop disrespecting the goat, and Tom Brady should be at least number two on everybody's list. No. Oh, you're a hater. Josh Allen. I will say. Oh, I'm going. I'm, I'm going. 
gonna I'm gonna give um I'm gonna give some love to um Allen over Russell Wilson. Uh, I, I will put Russell Wilson at number five. Yeah, I will put Allen over Russell Wilson. Yeah, I I I'm, I'm a big fan of Josh Allen. I like Russell Wilson too, but I think Josh Allen is that dude. I think Herbert's gonna be a top ten quarterback. I, I'm really high on Justin Herbert. That kid got some skills. That's number six. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Baker at, I'm gonna put Baker at number seven. I do like Baker. I'm I'm gonna put Dakota Prescott at number eight. That's his actual name, Dakota. I'm not making fun of him. That's his name. Um, I'm gonna say Lamar at number nine. At number ten, I'm going to say. I'm, I'm gonna give some love to Matt Ryan because with all those skill players, he can put up like. And I, and I put Stafford just outside, maybe at number 11. You can interchange um, I'm Stafford at all. You're a hack. You're a hack. You just shot any credibility you had to put Matt Ryan top 10. You might as well put Ryan Tannehill there. Ryan Tannehill should, should, should be before Matt Ryan. What the fuck's wrong with you? Oh, my God. No, I, 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 see, I like Matt Ryan better than Tannehill. Um, I don't like Tannehill. I mean, he's a game manager. He 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 takes care of the ball, and he's got a really good running game and defense behind him. Matt Ryan played fairly well last year without a lot of help. Um, and I do like. I do. I do think the Falcons have a decent team if they can finally play some defense, which has never happened. But um, if they can finally play some defense um, with the tight end with Pitts that they just drafted and and what Ridley can already do. Uh, I, and that division's a little bit open now that Breeze is gone. Uh, um, I mean, obviously Brady and, and the Bucks would be the class of it at the, at the moment, but I don't think the Panthers are, are very strong. And so, I, and with an additional wild card team, I don't think it's completely outlandish to think the Falcons, the Falcons could at least compete for that. Y'all making me need a drink, man. I don't know about y'all, but when y'all hear this, man, come on, man. What's 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 next? What's next? What's next? What's next? Daniel Jones. The top five quarterback, really? What? What's What's next? Sam Donald with, win, winning an M- MVP. What does Daniel What does Daniel Jones have to do with this list? It, it, it makes it, it, it irrelevant. It, it has to do with the top. Well, you put Matt Ryan in the top ten, so if you're doing that, you might as well put other, you might as well put other trash quarterbacks in the top ten too. You might, you might as well put Taylor Heineke in the top ten list, too. And, and, and,
Also, all that Jarell, 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 really good with a, with a team around him. Yeah, they beat the U.S. The U.S. lost against. I just got some breaking news, guys. Another is the exhibition, but it's another upset. Australia beat Team USA basketball. Yeah, I, see, yeah, I just saw that. That is two straight losses, you know, for, for, for Team USA basketball. Are you confident that they can win the gold? I think they sh- they could, but I'm not confident in it anymore, to be honest. Australia has a good team, too, and Australia's a team that could beat them again. The U.S. isn't quite a full force yet. There's some guys that are still playing right now in the finals. I could still play there, like Booker and stuff, but, um, man, it, it looks shaky. And some of these other teams and countries, the majority of their teams play together, and these guys play together all the time um, and play a lot of times better team basketball than kind of the individuals from America. And so I still think they can do it, but they're clearly there's a lot of work left to do. There was no excuse to lose to Nigeria. I mean, I know they have five NBA players on the team, and it's just exhibition, but there was no excuse to lose that game. And then you hoped it would have been a wake-up call, and they could have came out and, and still beat a good Australia team tonight, but, but they didn't. I know Australia's got Ingles and Patty Mills and Exum and stuff, but uh, they should have won both of those games and certainly shouldn't have lost both of them. All right, so we have Juan Soto on his break right now, and Pete Alonso in the cage. Um, quick, a little NBA Finals before we wrap it up with baseball. Bucks won Game Three. You know, avoided trying to not get swept. What do you think will happen the rest of this NBA Finals? I like the Suns in the seven because I think the home team will win every game in the series. And so I, I think the home team wins out, and, and that would have the Suns in seven. I got, I still go with the Suns in six. Chris Paul's going to get his right, his ring. And when, and, and, and when Chris Paul gets a ring, he, he to me, will be, uh, will be in, the, in the top five best point guards to ever play this game. He's in the top five. He's not the best all time because it's still Magic Johnson. And he ain't number two because Steph Curry is better because he's the greatest shooter I've ever seen. But he would be in the top five, top five. That's that's how much a ring would would do for Chris Paul's legacy. They would put him in the top five, which is where he rightfully deserves to be because Chris Paul is 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 one of the most. He's a great floor general. He's a leader. He's a pitbull mentality, and the fact that one ring puts him in the top five of best point guards of all time. It couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Right. Um, if Pete Alonzo does what he did in the first round, he is going to murder Juan Soto. He will pass Juan Soto's number within a minute. Um, but, of course, sometimes that doesn't work. So Juan Soto, and, and I get it, he's extremely tired. He used all of his energy to kill Tani. Like, 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 if this was a slam dunk contest, he, he, he put his best dunk in the first round. So, Juan Soto's under 10 with 30 seconds left. He got the bonus. And what we should see, Pete Alonzo against Trey Mancini. And what a fantastic round derby so far. I, 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 I think the only thing we might have changed was have Otani be Soto. Yeah, and I think it's huge for Alonzo to go second here because he knows now he only has to hit 
11 and then he can quit and get some rest because he's the finals is going to be right after this. And so now he can come out and hit 12 home runs and call it quits right there um, and have a bit of energy and probably take this thing home. But you never know what can happen. Um, quickly before we get you out of here, I want to ask one quick question because I, if I'm a stick person, I want to ask this question. I'm a, I'm the New York Giants fan here. Giants have upgraded their team. They got Kadarius Tony. They got Galladay. Um, the NFC East is, you know, trash. But the Washington football team is still, their defense scares me. And they're, they just announced that they're going to announce their new name and logo in 2022. Um, but their defense is good and their offense, eh, okay. Dallas is still Dallas. And the Eagles are a joke. So, do you think the Giants have a chance to win this division? And secondly, do you think they will win this division? Because somebody, by contractual law, has to win this division. Yeah, someone's got to win it. Uh, they certainly can, for sure. I, I think the only team that I couldn't really see winning it would be the Eagles, just because they have so many changing pieces and, and so many new pieces. You don't really know what you have with Hurts at quarterback. And, and so I, I don't like the Eagles' chances. Um I think the other three is almost a coin flip, honestly. Uh, Dallas might have the best roster if everyone can stay healthy, but I just don't know how good everyone's going to be coming back together. Um, the football team has the best defense, you know, in, in Washington, uh, and I think that's pretty clear. But I don't like the offense um, nearly as much. We don't know what Fitz, Fitzpatrick's going to do, and we don't know what he's going to do from week to week ever, you know, with him. Um, and I do like – I really do like what the Giants did in the offseason. I do think Daniel Jones can look a lot better if he finally has some help and if Barkley can can stay healthy. And I'm, they brought in, what, one or two other running backs to help him. Um, remind me of who they brought in at running back again. Oh, they they Yeah, no, it wasn't a jury. Um, it was um, it was Booker. It was Booker. Oh, Booker. And they drafted okay. a rookie. From the Raiders. Yeah. It was Booker so, from the Raiders. They drafted another um, running back. And so I like those pieces too to hopefully try to get you know Saquon healthy and uh, man, if I had to pick someone to win the division, oh gosh. I might pick the Giants. I know it sounds ridiculous, and I know you're going to love that, but uh, but I really might because I don't like what Washington has on offense, and I just don't even know what Dallas is going to bring. I think they're going to land somewhere around 500. I, I do think someone's going to win it at like 10 and 7 or, or 9 and 8 with a record like that. Um, I, I think Washington could do it just based on their defense, but if I if I had to pick right at this exact moment, I would pick the Giants with an upset with like a 9 and 8 record. Um, and maybe- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. No one. No one. No one cares about the Giants here. And Juan Soto just hit 15. They're not. They're not going to count as 16. So Pete Alonso, I. I think he hit 16 home runs with a minute. Okay, I realize he had the one minute bonus still, but yeah, I think yeah. so easily. Yeah, 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 yeah. Juan Soto just finished the bonus. So, Pete Alonso could probably get 16 with a minute and 50 left of regulation. But, Caleb, it's been a fantastic conversation. Tell tell the people where they can find you on social and what you're doing f- for Owensboro. Yeah, I, 
I appreciate you guys having me. It's been a lot of fun and, and happy to come back anytime. And um, I know we've we've had uh, you guys have been on our on our show and, and happy to have you guys on again soon here. Um, but yeah, you can find me on Twitter. Um, my handle is just my name, so it's at Caleb Farkas, which is C A L E B F A R K A S. Um, and in here in Owensboro, wears a lot of different hats, but work with, with Cromwell Media and uh, one of our main stations is 1027 The Game, ESPN affiliated uh, station. Uh, so we broadcast a bunch of high school sports and just talk sports on there as well. Um, outside of that, I, I do a lot of officiating and some volunteer work with a homeless shelter here and, um, and chill with, with the cats and the girlfriend. Um, outside of those things so but uh i'm hoping to to make it out to new york soon and the girlfriend's ever experienced uh new york city so we want to come out there and whenever we do we'll have to, to give you guys a shout and end up a game or something Abs- absolutely when when you come here let us know we we will make the time to come hang with you get dinner or whatever and i i think it's very interesting what you just brought up and it's something more people should do give back if they can what made you get involved with working with homeless shelters? Um, I think a lot of it was just I kind of talked the talk and never walked the walk, you know, and said the right things and preached about what we should all be doing and, and never actually really did it myself. And um, during the pandemic, and I mean, I started doing it a little bit before the pandemic hit, but I, I ramped it up a bit more during that time. It was just kind of a time for me for self-reflection and um time to kind of own up and actually start doing things and so it just kind of happened uh through a friend uh getting connected there and um it's it's a homeless shelter for for women here um and families it's kind of the only one just for for women only um in this whole entire county um and then we do a food pantry out of it as well so um it's really humbled me and it's it's given more to me than what i've given to it but um but yeah, I recommend anybody just getting involved wherever they feel comfortable in their community. Every community has a need. And right now, more than ever, it's probably as, as great as it's ever been as Alonzo's well on his way here to, to making it to the final. That's that that's incredibly awesome. Always, always great to give back. And Caleb, definitely talk again real soon, man. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Enjoy the rest of the, the show here. Take care. All right, see you guys.